sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of TM5 Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling, fresh off an all-star weekend in North Wilkesboro is my co-driver, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, how you doing tonight, man? Uh, I wouldn't be better if I was an all-star or my car was an all-star. Yeah, it was tough, man. It was a, that was a tough race. Um, we can jump right into it because we don't have to... Uh, we don't we don't really have to go over anything other than the cup series uh all-star race the truck series was good i thought i i i, en- I enjoyed the racing um i know there are some people that didn't enjoy the racing at north wilkesboro yeah. uh, and, and i feel like everybody who didn't enjoy the racing at north wilkesboro probably wasn't fans of nascar in the 90s well um, anybody that didn't enjoy the racing at wilkesboro had their expectations misp- misplaced going in because it put on the show exactly the show that we thought. Somebody was going to hit on the setup. You already The short track package is terrible. It's not a secret. You can't pass. Martinsville and Phoenix are terrible races. North Wilkesboro was never going to be better. We sold this weekend purely on nostalgia alone. And I personally think it's fitting that uh, while selling nostalgia, we got a 90s race. Uh, as Kyle Larson said when he got out of the car, it was an old-fashioned ass-whipping. It and was. I, I, look, sometimes you just got to sit back and appreciate that. Like, it. I know it's not the most entertaining thing in the world, but damn, is it impressive. You have no idea how hard it is to dominate a NASCAR race like that. It's it's almost impossible. And that team is just, my God, if there's ever been a team more on fire ever, I couldn't tell you when. Like, it, that dude, I'm pretty sure... What do they have, like three wins now? No, I mean, I know the All-Star race isn't a points win, but they've got three total trips to victory lane and probably should have gone three more times. Like, we're 15 races in, and that that's a, like a six-win car already. And how many how many wins does Larson have in the truck series? Was, th- was this his first at North Wilkesboro, or did he have a couple more before that this year? No, I think this is only uh, truck series race, so I think okay. he's batting 1,000 in the truck series. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good yeah. average. It's um, not too bad. It, yeah, it was weird. In the truck series, Larson completely dominated. He led 138 of the 252 laps. I I, I loved the racing this weekend, Um, but I'm, I'm a 90s kid. I, I grew up, I remember North Wilkesboro being exactly what it was, and it was, I enjoyed it from, from an old older standpoint of view. You know, the, it might not have been entertaining to a lot of these uh, race fans, but I enjoyed the racing. It, it, it took me back to the 90s. And I think North Wilkesboro is the last race track to to ever have everybody a lap down but the winner of yes. it. I, I think that was the fall race of 90... 96, I think. Maybe? Or maybe 94, I think they said. 94. 94. 96 is when it closed. 94 is the last time somebody lapped the field. I think it was Terry Labonte, wasn't it? Uh, I couldn't. I don't remember. I think it was Terry Labonte. I think it was Terry Labonte in the fall race of yeah ninety four ish somewhere around there. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Larson looked really strong in the truck race, man. And then in the heat race in the Cup Series car, he didn't look as strong. He didn't. He the car didn't look like it was set up correctly. 
Um, and, and he even said in some of the practices and stuff, the testing and everything, that like their, their car, the Cup Series car, wasn't where he wanted it to be going into the All-Star race, but that sort of disappeared quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, certainly it did. Um, well, I guess they said, I mean, when you've won that many races, like he's already locked in the playoffs. He's probably the championship favorite. If you're the crew chief on that car and house the type, you want to try anything. Now's the yeah. time to do it. So my understanding is that that's basically what they did. They, they they had a theory or an idea that they wanted to test, and so they brought that to North Wilkesboro because it doesn't really matter, and they didn't like it. They decided that they were going to do something else and put it all back the way they knew it would work, and it came right back to life. So, I mean, props to them when you can try something, acknowledge immediately just through a practice session that it didn't work and then put it all back the way you know it's supposed to be overnight. I mean, just, you cannot, you can't say enough good things about how impressive that that team is operating right now. Yep. I mean, they're they're firing on all cylinders, no pun intended with the car winning and everything. But uh, yeah, so so the, uh, the truck race, it went good. Larson won that. Then we get to the Open. We get to the All-Star Open. And uh, my good Lord, my mind, uh, Barry, uh, Josh Berry wins it. And then Carson Hosovar is, did he? No, no, it was, it was Noah Gragson. Noah Gragson got voted in uh, yeah. by the fans for the Open. It was uh, Barry won it, and Ty Gibbs also moved through to the All Star race because Ty Gibbs finished second. And uh, Gragson got the, the fan vote. And I was, I was a little upset by the way NASCAR did this fan vote. I don't understand why the vote was closed before the race even started. In my opinion, the vote should have gone to somebody. I know it was a fan favorite vote, so I, I understand why NASCAR. Yeah, it was. Did. It was never going to be a different result, regardless of when they closed the voting. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that, and and I would have loved to seen Priest get voted in, but he's not the guy I would have voted for. The guy I would have voted for to get in would have been Eric Almarola. Yeah, but he just had based a good on car. performance. The guy right, who exactly. deserves to be there. Yeah, yeah, and and I think, I I, I mean even if NASCAR put a facade up and said that this vote is going to be the person that deserves it most that raced the best even if they did that to the fans it's still going to be a popularity vote and it's still going to be the most popular i honestly thought ryan newman might get the get the vote from the fans but um but gregson gregson got it and he I, he did fine i don't even remember where he finished in the all-star like i don't even remember hearing his his name like i i, I don't know it was just frustrating eric Almarola deserved the spot to get into the all-star race because I felt they had a really good setup. I thought Almarola probably had the best car in the open. It was just hard to pass. He, he couldn't he couldn't get past Ty Gibbs and Josh Berry, but his car was faster than than Josh Berry and and Ty Gibbs. Yeah, sir. He was at one point near the in the closing laps. He was the fastest car on the racetrack. So, um, it is what it is. Like Eric, Eric knew he wasn't going to win the fan vote. We knew we weren't going to win the fan vote. We Eric like. The 10 and the 41 team went into that race pretty much knowing we had to finish first and second to advance. So that was the plan. Uh, unfortunately, neither of those happened. Uh, we were close. I mean, we screwed up. We screwed up our car pretty big um, on Saturday night. Uh, it's pretty. It's it's never good when you practice 10th fastest and um, you know qualifying was set by the. 
the pit crew challenge our pit crew didn't have a great stop it happens you know it's it's a run like i mean you hit it or you don't they didn't no big deal it doesn't it's not for a win or anything it's not the it's not the money stop that you hope they get right but that didn't help we were hoping to start further up to, towards the front um had our work to do but, but i mean priest came on the radio relatively quickly and said this thing is undrivable i think we dropped back to ninth uh, I, I think we were close to running last. Um, yeah, for a while. Right before that pit stop. And yep. we we got the pit stop. We made the car better. It wasn't two, three laps before he came on the radio and said, this is much better. Uh, and drove himself all the way up to third before getting repassed by Eric. I, I appreciated that at the time because it was clear that the leaders were still driving away. And Eric was faster than us behind us. So I, I appreciated that Priest kind of let Eric go. Um, but yeah, we, we just didn't have it. Nobody's fault but us. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, if, if y'all have made that adjustment earlier on in the race before, like if, if you would have started the race with the setup that you ended the race with, it might have resulted in a race win. Uh, it very well could have. Yeah. But that's sort of one of those things that you, you live and learn and take Armchair it. Armchair quarterbacking. Yeah, exactly. And, and like at the end of the day, you want to win the race, but there was no points handed out this weekend. There were no, there was, you know, a million dollars handed out this weekend, but there was no points handed out this weekend. It's not going to get you in the playoffs if you if you win this race and you're not going back there this year. So I don't know if you can take anything you learned from this racetrack and apply it to like Martinsville or, or anything like that. I, I don't know. No, not really. Um, I, I don't think so. The, we, we didn't run the Martinsville tire here. We ran the... Um, the Phoenix? No, I'm sorry. What tired? We were in. Rich, no, I don't know. I forgot already. Like, Y'all should already... have ran the wet weather tires because they were faster than the slicks. <laughs> they were faster than the slicks. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, I agree. But it is what it is. So, what, was there any like internal talks in the NASCAR about why the slicks were slower than the wet weather tires? Like, did, was there any concern about that? at all no it's just the way they're set up and we it's neither here nor there like it it's a different compound it's a because it's a different tire so it's not going to perform the same way um that it's a little bit softer so you'll see um you'll see that you'll see more grip from the start and more fall off and more like you'll see all the things you're looking for in the regular tire but that tire is made to do that and the the other com the slick compound we ran there was not so i'm uh I, see i'm all for nascar opening up the the tire thing and having maybe like one or two wet weather tire options and like like there at at north wilkesburg if the wet weather tires are faster than the slicks i know they degrade faster but hey throw them on there get a couple of hot laps in there and see if you can see if you can stay out i don't know i think it'd make things interesting they're never gonna do it but i, no. I think it'd be interesting <laughs> yeah see the problem you have there though is that goodyear it they can't just it's it's a science there's so much that goes into tires and, and now that i'm a tire guy i understand it at a deeper level than i ever would have before and i'm i'm not going to sit here and give you a lecture on on tires but goodyear basically has to develop these tires over time there's no and they can't make adjustments immediately they know what they want a tire to do right now but 
it takes time to get there. The problem is, by the time they get there, NASCAR will have changed something else, and it will completely have negated everything that Goodyear is trying to do. It's a completely... So we're talking about, you hear all this, we need more horsepower, we need more horsepower, we need more horsepower, we need a softer tire, we need a softer... We do need both of those things, but guess which one's going to happen? Goodyear's going to slowly make a softer tire, and then NASCAR's going to raise the horsepower, and then the tires are going to be dangerously soft. Like, Goodyear can only go... Well, you say good now, but we've we've seen where this road leads, and it's, it's just tragedy. I mean, there's no other... And, you know... I'm not saying that the car's not safe, but there are concerns that this car's not safe. That, yeah, uh, espe- yeah, especially this year, some of the wrecks. You want to put big motors and dangerously, un- at, at most, unproven tires on these things. And like, we're just, we're getting too close to a line that we can't have. Goodyear is not going to let one of their tires fail and be the cause of a career or life-ending injury. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to have that associated with their name. You can drag their name through the mud all you want, but they're not going to be the reason somebody gets killed in one of these cars because they were trying to push the limits on safety for entertainment's sake. So you can say whatever you want. You can have whatever opinion you want, but Goodyear's basically in a never-ending, unwinnable battle. They're basically in the war on terror. Uh, (laughs) There is no end. It will forever be fought, and it, it will never be won. Like, a, it just, it's never oh, over. Keep in yeah. it with it. It's an ongoing yep. battle. Um, I think, I, so they, did, they didn't go with the softest softest compound at North Wilkesboro? Uh, I don't even remember what compound okay. we ran, man. I, I'm i already, like, so deep into Charlotte tires now. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I, just, I, just, I mean, I have all weekend. that stuff in my notes and stuff, but I just brain dump it. And until I see that compound come up again in next week's race, I won't look back at it. Because that's that's what I thought. I thought they should have done is gone with the whatever softest compound they had. Maybe they did. Maybe they did go with the softest compound. And it was turning into what would have been, I think NASCAR fall falled fell into the trap fold. this weekend. Fold, folded, failed. failed it. They failed. Uh, it. <laughs> they failed it into the trap. They did fail. Of North Wilkesboro was giving you a 1990s North Wilkesboro race. And the reason the 1990 North Wilkesboro races were entertaining was because of strategy, pitch strategy, tire strategy, gas strategy, stuff like that. And you were getting that in a North Wilkesboro race, but what was ruining it, ruining it was the stage breaks, was, was the, was the pits. Like you didn't really have to have a tire strategy because of the pit breaks. You, you didn't have to have as much of, of a wind to pitch strategy because all the pits, I don't think any of the pit stops were competition uh, pit stops, were they? They were all non-competition stops, right? I think in the, in the all-star? No, they were competition they stops. They were competition, okay. I'm pretty okay. sure. I couldn't remember. But I mean, you were, you were getting what would have been a nice 1990s North Wilkesboro race, but when you, A, when you only have 200 laps, and B, when you have, I think there was four cautions in there and i think they were all thrown by nascar to them by nascar but when you when you break up stuff like that it ruins the strategical part of what would have been a very very long entertaining green flag race yeah yeah i mean and that's okay like you'll you'll have if this this race was not long enough to really have that much going on and if it did i honestly believe in my heart we would have seen kyle larson put the field maybe multiple laps down it would have been more of a agree 
it would have been more of the same. I mean, they had it covered, period. And you just tip your cap to them, you accept your ass whipping, and you go home. Uh, and you talk about how we got to, what can we do to get on that team's level? Because we ain't right now. Right, uh-huh. right. And that, and that's the conversation that should be happening with NASCAR teams is how do we get on Kyle Larson's level? And and what's happening with NASCAR fans is what their their conversation is, how do we change the rules to make the racing more competitive? And that's not that's not what it should be. It, it, yeah. that's not ever what motorsport racing has ever been other than F1, but that's a completely different that's a completely different entity. That's 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 never what NASCAR has been. I, I don't think NASCAR should ever be Hey, we got to change the rules to make sure that all these teams and all these drivers, you know, are the exact same. It, it, it shouldn't be that way. It, it should be, hey, this guy is at the pinnacle and all the other teams below it. We got to bust our ass to try to get up to that pinnacle, get mm-hmm. up to where that guy's car and that guy's team is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I mean, I mean, that's where we're at right now. But who knows when things will change? You just don't know. So yeah. uh, you do the best you can with how long you have it and then everything changes and you just start over and accept it that's the game we play that's the, the sport we're in you know we all signed up for it so so what are you yeah. gonna do complain and, i mean it's and I not think, gonna change anything i think i think the reception from fans at the track was a thousand times better than fans that were watching it on tv um I, i've read a bunch of things and, and talked to a couple people online that were there that were you know fans in the stands and they said the atmosphere best best racing atmosphere they've ever been to in their entire lives and i've talked oh, to people that have been incredible. to I've, I've talked to people that have been to daytona 500s uh nascar or, or uh, uh, bristol night races bristol dirt races um you know I've, I've talked to guys that have been around a bunch of nascar yeah. races and they said the north wilkesboro all-star race greatest nascar racing atmosphere they've ever been to it was incredible all weekend long. i mean it was it was absolutely amazing like i i've may never have had more fun at a racetrack i it's it wasn't the prestige of the daytona 500 but at the same time it was it was a dream come true i mean it just it was unbelievable it it was like we were just plucked out of time like we were put sent back in time from the future that's what it felt like i think it felt like i was marty mcfly and i mean it just the vibe, the atmosphere, the aesthetic, it was all vintage nostalgia. And here we are with these road racing spaceship race cars with two hard wide tires that can't pass and numbers in the wrong spot and (laughs) just an abomination to what the purest of stock car racers will will appreciate. Um, But here we are you know, running this track from the, the straight out of 1996. I mean, yep. you can still see Winston Cup badging around. Like, for it's the in, inside the track, they had to change most of it. They updated most of it to say NASCAR Cup Series. Um, but outside the track, you can still find Winston Cup uh, logos and badges and murals, and it was just amazing. And I'll give I don't I don't usually give NASCAR a ton of props on this on this podcast. You know, usually we're pretty critical of NASCAR. I, I'll give them two thumbs up, a hundred percent, you know, validation for this weekend. The way they revamped North Wilkesboro without revamping it, I thought they did a phenomenal job, they, man. I, I thought it was great. It it they could not have NASCAR from a now you can say whatever you want about competition. I don't care. 
I, I genuinely don't care. Like, whatever you thought of the race, I could care less. The event was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, every every feasible, feasible way, NASCAR absolutely nailed it. Like, I don't know that they've ever hit a bigger Grand Slam in the history of NASCAR. Maybe, like, one hot night, the original All-Star race came close. And that's just because the finish you got would the lights at the first time night race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Like you had, you can never do something for the first time again. Um, so that's always a contender, but I mean, just overall atmosphere, event coordination, like it was just perfect. They, even the traffic that they said was going to be like the worst thing in the world. Wasn't that bad. It was managed well. I mean, it was bad, but it was managed well. They had a plan for it. And so it made it not a disaster. It was just, I mean, it was perfect, Bryce. I, it was the greatest weekend I think I've ever had in racing. That's awesome, dude. That, that, that's what I've heard from everybody that was there. Every I, I heard the exact same, um, the, the traffic thing. I heard it from a couple fans online. They said it was bad, but it wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it was going to be. Yes, yeah, like. so we thought it was going to be apocalyptically bad. And it was, <laughs> I mean, it. The legit, there's only two roads. There's, there's two roads that get you to North Wilkesboro Speedway. And yep. there's... 30,000 fans there and probably close to a thousand workers. And, and then you've got the, the entire NASCAR stuff. So uh, the logistics were never going to be great, but I thought they managed it perfectly well. That's awesome, dude. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to hear everybody had a good time there. I liked the racing. I enjoyed it. It seemed about 50-50 split online, um, maybe a little bit more in favor of it, maybe like 60-40. Uh, people that enjoyed it didn't enjoy it. I thought it was perfect. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. I thought the track was perfect. I wouldn't do anything to change it. Uh, I certainly wouldn't repave it. I like the I like the grip strips <laughs> every, you know, here yeah. and there and, you know, not consistent. I like that. Uh, I like the fact that the tires didn't seem to last very long uh, on some runs. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the race. I know there wasn't a ton of quote unquote action. You didn't have a ton of passing, but I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the nostalgia overload. Uh, I enjoyed, like I said, I think NASCAR did a perfect job of revamping it. They put enough new things in the track and, and repainted and restructured enough new things, and then they left a lot of old things there too. Which was, I mean, the fact that they left like the old the old grandstands there, the old I I completely forgot. I see. I'd never sat here. The front stretch has like metal seats they have like yes. like like old metal seats i'd never sat there before i forgot they had that was uh, another thing that i forgot until i started watching the broadcast i forgot the back stretch is uphill and the front stretch is downhill yes. i completely forgot about that yeah <laughs> yeah that's absolutely still a thing i mean it was i mean it was just amazing like that track has so much character we won't go to an, another track with more character i mean Charlotte, I mean, not Charlotte. Um, Phoenix has a lot of character just because of the its configuration, the dog leg. Um, Kansas, with its progressive banking that puts on a perfect race every time we go there. Uh, Homestead, Miami, because it's the last true oval that we yeah. race on. Um, th those are just like the top character, but nobody has more character than North Wilkesboro. And I saw uh, I saw a lot of people after the North Wilsboro race kind of begging to bring back more nostalgia races. Yeah, um, a lot of people want Rockingham. Oh yeah, and well, I mean Rockingham's coming. Uh, it's not 
not really a secret. I mean, it, it hasn't been announced, and obviously, I don't have it. I'm not privy to any information nobody else has. Yeah, but sure, sure, just, sure, Matt. No, I mean, I'll tell. Well, okay, so I am, but not in this regard. Like, I know who's driving the four car next year. So, I mean, me. so does so does the rest of the internet. But, <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, what I was saying, they just repaved Rockingham. That didn't happen for no. They didn't just put that much money into that track for it to not come back. NASCAR has realized it did not take NASCAR long to realize nostalgia sells. And so we're headed down that path pretty quickly, I think. Um, but on top of that, you've got um, California just being taken off the schedule. It's got to be repaved. Uh, that There's no real... We don't know how long the timeline for us racing the Bush Clash inside the LA Coliseum is going to last. Um, yeah, I expect you'll see Rockingham back on the cup schedule in the next one year, likely two years maximum, guaranteed. Okay, okay, I like that. I, I think um, I think NASCAR should keep a dirt track on the schedule as well. I know this is going off on a tangent, but I, I think uh, I think NASCAR. I like the dirt, but I, I think I'd rather see NASCAR race on an actual dirt track if that makes sense like not throw dirt on bristol which is fine it's, it's fine race but i'd like to see him go to to an actual dirt track a legendary dirt track in in race there um i think that'd be cool yeah i agree i i, I would have fun on a dirt i mean i didn't mind the dirt race i know it's kind of cheesy i thought i was one of those staunch detractors of it when it was first announced but honestly i had a lot of fun in it it wasn't that bad it's it's a you don't take it too seriously, but it's fun. Like it's not a it's not a miserable experience. I I had fun wrecking Kyle Larson out of the race and getting booed <laughs> out of there. Like it's just it's it's a race. And I, I guess if your argument is it shouldn't be a points race, I'll concede to you. I'll, I'll I mean, for me, just make everything a points race. Screw it. Like make the All Star race a points race. If you don't make it like minimal points, but if you don't make it, you just don't get any points. And like. There's the then there's the incentive like you'll see harder racing in the open. It's like we've got to make the show just because we need points. awards points. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. I th I think this can be put on our uh, off season podcast fixing NASCAR. Yeah, I think these points can be uh, can be put on there. One of the weird things that came out of this weekend too, um, other than you had drunk red rednecks fighting in the stands, that was that was great. That was fantastic. Like I, I mean, really. When I saw them fighting in the stands, I was like, oh, NASCAR is back. Like, yes. this is 1990s NASCAR. Yeah. We're back, baby. <laughs> of course. I mean, of course there were fans fighting in the stands. Now, it's not, I wouldn't call it dangerous. Like, it's not like, don't take your family. <laughs> no, to, no, nothing like NASCAR, that. Right? No, but, no. Yeah, but certainly uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, chippiness is to be expected between some people who've been drinking all day. And, and, and fighting and is a very loose day. term. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, by that point, they're just kind of smacking each other around like that. Yeah. They're doing the wavy arm, the, the waving, uh, what's the, the, uh, what's the, uh, what's it called? The, oh, the wacky, wacky waving fun family too, man? Yes. <laughs> Nailed any, it. Any time I see like a 300 pound guy with a NASCAR t-shirt tucked into his Levi's with no belt on that's drunk as hell, it's fighting. I'm like, dude, this is this is prime NASCAR right here, baby. We're I'm back. in the right, I'm in the right place. That's right. I'm home. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we did have that. We also had somebody somehow breaking into Bubba Wallace's uh communication headset and everything. 
yeah. and going on there and telling Bubba Wallace to go back where he came from, which if anybody, Alabama, Alabama, he was he was born and raised Mobile, in Southern Alabama. Alabama and raised in like Concord. So yeah. he's he's going to go back where he came from in like an hour, dude. Like he's <laughs> so he'll, he'll be there. Yeah. When I, when I heard that, I was like, what do you mean go back where you came from? He's from Alabama. He lives in Concord. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, just idiots, just, just your typical NASCAR racing. You're going to have a couple of those bad apples, just idiots, uh, in there. So yeah, but it was a uh, Haley Deegan got a lot of, a lot of flack in the, in the truck race. I forgot to bring this up. A lot of people yes. were giving her a hard time online and I, I watched the, I watched the clip of it and I think it was probably Haley's fault. Wasn't a great move by Deegan, but I do the, the, the people that were just lambasting her on online was dude. It's just, it's ridiculous, man. It's it's horrible it's horrible like it, it, it pisses me off too because she's a really good racer and i, I, I want to comment on all these threads i'm like do you not watch her in the srx series like she's a really good racer like she's really good yeah i i don't know i'm, I'm kind of washed my hands of that whole situation we said in the off season we don't think she should go back to the truck series that there's not much for her she has one xfinity start and one top 10 finish i think that's a I think that's a better place for her to be at, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but it it is what it is. That's where she's at. I don't think her career is going to thrive there ever at this point. Uh, so it's she's just going to – and I mean, honestly, I, she's probably tired of it. She's probably tired of getting raced that way, and she's probably tired of the reputation she has, which doesn't help the way she gets raced. Um, it kind of is what it is at this point i think the and, and the fans i think are kind of over all of it because you know that nothing's she gets a lot of cover anytime somebody gets a lot of coverage especially someone who is black and or female yep uh and doesn't especially in nascar yeah, yeah. It, it is going to get negative pushback from certain crowds immediately um and of course, NASCAR is going to, the media is going to do what they do. They're going to over, over put it in your face because they're trying to sell diversity and a product and an image that, you know, is what it is, whether you agree with it or not. It's just, it's how you have to conduct business from their standpoint these days. And the fans don't, the fans don't have to comply with that narrative because they're fans. They can do what they want. Uh, so it's just kind of a big, happy pot of mess. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember, uh, I mean, I was a Juan Pablo Montoya fan when he was in NASCAR, just because I followed him in F1. Yeah. And I'd go to, I'd go to NASCAR tracks with Juan Pablo Montoya t-shirts on. Dude, I'd get booed relentlessly. Yeah. Like, you know, talking about I wasn't an American, rooting for a foreign guy. I was like, I like, he's not my only favorite driver. Like, I like other guys. I just, I followed him in F1. I cheer for him here. So. Yeah, yeah it, it, anytime. And I feel like NASCAR is uniquely susceptible to that because of just who their fan base is sometimes. And yeah. I, I feel like it has gotten better. It, it's certainly gotten better from from when I was a big NASCAR fan in the, in the early, mid, and late 90s. Um, I feel like it's got, it, it has gotten better um, because, I mean, like, people cheer for Kyle Larson. And, like, back in the day, uh, Kyle Larson probably wouldn't have had as many fans in the mid-90s as he does now. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it has it has gotten better. So, yeah, it's just one of those things that, uh, unfortunately, online kind of brings out the worst in people. Uh, we switch gears, though, this week, Matt. This week, it's Christmas. 
It's Christmas it for us motorsports fans. Uh, it, is, it is Christmas week for motorsports. It really started for me. It started uh, last Monday um, because we had we had the the All Star race at North North Wilkesboro that I was overly nostalgic about. Um, almost cried a couple times during the broadcast this weekend. I don't know why. I was like, it just brings me back to being like four, five, six years old at the NASCAR track. Uh, and then we also had the qualifying for the greatest spectacle in motorsports um, all last week and kind of continuing into this week. And we didn't we didn't have a uh, an Imola race either, which we were supposed to have uh, two weeks ago because of horrible flooding, T's and P's to everybody in that region. I know it's bad. Um, so that got canceled. So everything's been sort of leading up. Like we didn't have any F1. We didn't have any Indy races. We didn't have a legit NASCAR race. It was an all-star race, no points given. So it's really been like a two-week tidal wave building up and getting ready uh, for this weekend, and it's it's the greatest greatest day in motorsports all year long. You're going to start it out Sunday morning, and we'll give you the rundown of all the schedule and everything here in a second. But Sunday morning we got Monaco GP, um, which Charles Leclerc will sit on the pole, and Max Verstappen will win it because Leclerc will crash out. Uh, and then the Indy 500. I don't know what's going to happen there, man. It's it's a it's a complete crapshoot. Always um, is. Always, I can't wait. I cannot wait. And then at night, we have the nightcap. We have the Coca-Cola 600, uh, which is uh, fantastic. So like 6 a.m. to midnight on on Sunday, uh, I will be sitting on my couch drinking beer, enjoying in, enjoying motor racing. So I uh, I can't wait, man. What's uh, so? What's been y'all's preparation this week for the Coca-Cola 600? What have y'all been What have y'all been doing to amp up for it? Uh, nothing. I mean, it's kind of just another race to us. Uh, and it's more special. It's more significant. Again, it's a crown jewel race, um, but the preparation is the same. The, the the motions are all the same. It means more, but you can't do anything to make it mean more. Uh, if that if that makes any sense at all. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, we've just been getting ready. It sounds like uh, weather's going to play a factor this weekend. Unfortunately, it looks like Saturday may be a washout. Uh, which is great for me because I only have 14 sets of tires that I got to prep for this 600 miles. You'll be uh, good. You can get, yeah, you can get so, those done in a couple hours. So the only thing worse than 14 sets is 14 wet sets of tires. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Saturday is probably going to be one of the most miserable working days of my entire life. Yeah, uh, it's going to be I, what y'all are getting. Y'all are getting. It's a. It almost looks like a tropical depression that is hitting North Carolina. It is just parking over the Carolinas for the yeah. weekend. Looks yeah. like Saturday through Monday will be constant threat of rain. Yep. So that's I, awesome. I, honestly, I will be shocked if y'all get the race in Sunday night. Um, oh, don't say the, that, please. For the love of God, don't say it. no. You know what? I will go ahead and say this. They we will race on Sunday night because Monday is a national holiday. They will go to 3 a.m. They have no problem making the fans stay up that late because they don't have to work the next day. Dude. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but it's, it's highly likely they'll they'll just... Cause no, I mean, we got to go back out of town the next week. So Where, where are y'all going next weekend? Gateway. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was going to say, man, I, honestly, I wonder if NASCAR would be smart to bump this. That wouldn't be a night race. I wouldn't do a night race on Monday, which might take away a little bit from the Coca-Cola 600. But on Monday, everybody's going to be off work, grilling out, drinking beer, swimming. I wonder if you would have a better audience TV wise on Monday. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I know y'all don't. I know y'all don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to work. On yeah, Monday. yeah. Like I know, I know NASCAR. I know people in NASCAR probably don't want to work on Monday. But yeah, I wonder. I wonder if the viewership would be better on on Monday than it would be on on Saturday Sunday night. It would ruin it Christmas for us because that's you know the nightcap is the Coke six hundred. But um, yeah, it's something to think about. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look great this weekend uh, as far as timing and everything goes uh, for for y'all. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find the schedule here, but. Uh, why is this? No, I don't want that. Where's the schedule? Oh my god! I can't tell you how much I hate NASCAR.com. It's the it's the absolute worst trying to find schedules or anything. You got to click through thirty five different things. Half the time, it's not even updated to this week. All right, there we go. All right, so the schedule this weekend for NASCAR on Friday. Uh, the Menards cars have a bunch of stuff going on on Friday, but none of it is televised. Uh, they have practice and qualifying. The first thing that is uh, the first thing that is televised for NASCAR this weekend is going to be the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series practice on FS1 at 1:35, and then qualifying at 2:05 for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series on FS1, and then at 3:35 the Xfinity Series practices on FS1, and then the Xfinity Series we're going to qualify at 4:05 on FS1. The Menards cars will be on TV. 6 p.m. Friday night and the General Tires 150 on FS1. And then after that, at 8.30, an 8.30 start time Friday night, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series will have the North Carolina Education Lottery 200 on FS1. We flip the calendar over to Saturday. The Xfinity Series cars go off at 1 p.m. in the Allsco Uniform 300 on FS1. And then the big boys start their procession for the weekend. Practice at 7.05 Saturday night on FS1, and then the qualifying will be at 7.50 on FS1 as well for the Cup Series. We flip the page over to Sunday. A lot of festivities. None of it is going to be televised, though, for NASCAR. We don't get television coverage, I don't think, until 6 o'clock. We have driver's introduction, red carpet walk, driver's meeting, garage hours, fan track access, bunch of stuff happening. That all kicks off around noon if you're at the track, but if you're looking for TV coverage, that's going to start at 6 p.m. in the Coca-Cola 600 on Fox. The fact that the North Wilkesboro All-Star Race was not on Fox is still mind-boggling, uh, but this weekend we will be on the Big Fox for the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. Yep, um, I'm, I'm ready. I don't know if you're ready. It's, it is the greatest day in motorsports. There's nothing else you can say. It just sit back and well i I just hope we get it all in like i hope it goes like it should but we'll see i can't wait yep i have it marked off on my calendar in big black letters it says do not bother dad busy all day Um, that's that's it what else can you say and then uh the greatest spectacle in motorsports that is going to be before the coca-cola 600 the indy car race and they've been they've been testing and qualifying and doing everything the past two weeks. We have Carb Day on Friday. That'll be on Peacock. Uh, that'll start Friday the 26th at 11 a.m. And then the pit stop competitions at 2.30 on Friday. That's also on Peacock. Pre-race for the greatest spectacle in motorsports starts at 9 a.m. on Sunday on Peacock. And then the race will begin at 11 a.m. That'll be on NBC. Matt, do you have any predictions on who you think might win the Indy 500? I have no idea. To be honest, I haven't even kept up with. Uh, I haven't. I haven't watched any. I know Graham Rahal got bumped in qualifying, and due to uh, Stephen Wilson's accident, he's back in. He's going to drive that car. That that is my total extent of knowledge of situations at Indy this week. I I guess the Hondas are fast, 
yep. right? The yep. Hondas are fast, the Chevys. So look for, I mean, you got to pick a guy like, like Dixon is winding up his career, but he's always a threat here. Basically the favorite every year. Uh, it's like Seabiscuit in the Kentucky Derby. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's going to happen. Um, so they, I mean, they were, I think they dominated last year, right? And then they yeah. screwed up on a pit stop or a fuel strategy or something and kind of threw it all away late. Yeah. Um, Marcus Erickson won it last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after Dixon led like the seven, entire race almost. Race. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I'll go with Dixon, but I, it's just kind of like a, a familiarity uh, deal for me. I, I like it. Yeah. Dixon's going to be starting on the outside of the second row. Oh, see? Uh, do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right back to normal for him. R- right there, outside of the second row for Scott Dixon in the, uh, in the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday. I, I'm really torn, man. I'm torn between Pato Award and Takuma Sato. Uh, Pato Award will be starting in the middle of that second row, and Takuma Sato will be starting also in the middle of the third row. Takuma Sato and Pato Award were really quick in practice. Couldn't put it all together in qualifying. I mean, both qualified inside the top 10, so it's not like they had a terrible uh, terrible run. But yeah, I think my I think my two favorites are going to be Pato Award and Takuma Sato. And a guy that I, I'm going to say keep your eye on, he, he's starting outside of the top 10, Will Power in that Penske car. Uh, I think he could he could make some noise back there making his way uh through the um through the field. Uh, one of the one of the kind of surprisings, man, Roman Grosjean starting almost 20th. Can't seem to him him and Roman Grosjean, Elio Castroneves and Colton Herta, like all three of them just couldn't then the Andretti the Andretti cars just didn't seem to find speed. I don't know what was going on, but they Andretti didn't seem to have a very strong package coming to Indy this year. Um kind of surprising. Kind of surprised me. Yeah, um, I mean, I I know that's a that's a name. I know the Hondas are fast. I know Andretti's a Honda team. So yeah. I, but yeah, kind of curious as how the, that team and that brand and that name could miss that badly unless they were trying something like they had an idea that really didn't work. Um, and and you'll have that. I mean, it it happens. It's it's motorsports, but very uh, very curious to see how that thing whole played out. That whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I was getting a call from my wife. Uh, oh, you're good. I'm, I'm like, come on, like we're, we're we're doing something important here. We're doing some important work. Buzz off. I'll say that because she doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and then and then how we start our morning off Sunday morning. Yeah. The creme de la creme. It is it is one third of the uh, what do they call it? The triple crown of racing. One third of the triple crown of racing, the Monaco GP. We have FP1 and FP2 tomorrow, uh, 7.30 for FP1 and 11 a.m. for FP2. And then on Saturday, 6.30 a.m. FP3 and 10 a.m. for qualifying. And then the race, Sunday, Monaco GP, 9 a.m. Matt, why will Leclerc get the pole and then Max Verstappen win the race what's going to happen to Leclerc? Leclerc is he going to be pit stop is he going to crash what's going to happen Ferrari will Ferrari they'll find a way <laughs> uh, they will find they will not let you down they will find a way to screw it up I I don't I don't I don't really have a favorite F1 driver I, I think if, if you know gun to head it's probably George Russell I'm a big George Russell fan um Danny Rick is my favorite if, if, if Danny Ricks is in a race I'm cheering for Danny Rick yeah I, I always I always want to see Leclerc win Monaco just because he grew up there. That's his home. He, that's that's a very, very special race 
to Charles Leclerc more than it is to a lot of the other drivers, just because that's that's his home that's his home race. Um, yeah. And, and dude, every year when he doesn't win it, I I honestly I feel really bad for him. Um, it's it sucks. I, I hate it for him. I hope he wins this year, uh, but I just I I I don't I don't think he is. Um, I'm I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Sergio Perez, man. I think this is the point in the time in the season where Sergio Perez needs to make a choice. Am I going to be Nico Rosberg from 2016 or am I going to be Valtteri, Bot- uh, Valtteri Bottas for the entirety of every other year? Yeah. yeah from every <laughs> year that he spent with, with Mercedes. So um, Sergio Perez is definitely talented enough to win a driver's championship, uh, especially in that, in that Red Bull. I think he just needs to make his mind up and it's going to take one or two times where he goes against what uh, uh, Horner says and doesn't yeah. let Max through. And I think I think this is where Sergio Perez is going to decide, am I going to go after the World Drivers' Championship or am I just going to play second fiddle? Because this shot might not ever come around again for Sergio Perez. It will for Max Verstappen. Max yep. Verstappen could race for another 10 years uh, and have multiple shots at a World Drivers' Championship because he's that talented and he's going to be in that good of rides. But for, for Sergio Perez, there's no he was out of a seat before Red Bull gave him gave him a shot at that number two. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go with Sergio Perez, and I'm going to say this is the race that kicks off Sergio Perez's World Drivers Championship run to the end of the season. All right. Well, we will see. That would be something. Uh, it would be cool to see. It'd be uh, neat. Be very yeah, very neat. I'm all for. I'm all for it. Let's let's hope it happens. And if you're a big open wheel fan like I am, I started watching. Uh, a Formula Three practice this morning for Monaco. Yep. So, yep. uh, little, little weather. Don't they do the classic race at Monaco? Yes, they do. They, when's that? That's the one. Uh, tomorrow or Saturday? Uh, okay. I'll look. I'll look and see. I think it's tomorrow yeah. or Saturday. Let me know because that's yep. that is the it's one cool. that I'm watching. Yes. It's really neat. Uh, but yeah, hey, little weather, little wet, little hey, wet over there, Monaco. I mean, as long as they're willing to start the race this year in the rain, I'm go. I'm good with weather. They were racing today. It was F3, but they were but not racing. It was practice, but it was, uh, it was a little wet. And yeah. uh, it was F3, so not as good of talent. And they were going off left and right, baby. I mean, I don't know if we got... So I turned it all... I, I, we started this podcast with about 20 minutes left of practice. I don't know if we got two straight green flag laps. Uh, it was... There was, you know, sectors being, being yellow flagged. Uh, and when we hopped on this podcast, it was actually in a red flag. <laughs> so um, entertaining, entertaining to say the least. Matt, you got anything else to add before we hop off here and let everybody enjoy their week, weekend, and the uh, ooh, coffee coming back on me. Uh, enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> enjoying Christmas in May. No, uh, I, I think I'm going to go have myself a lazy day. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a productive kind of, but it's, I, it's rare that I actually get two days off. So I'm going to enjoy my two days off. Um, there's a Legends car race in downtown Kannapolis tonight. Cool. Uh, it's like the Earnhardt Outdoors Classic or whatever. It's a it's a big, like, Carrie Earnhardt's company um, is sponsoring the event. There's going to be, I think, Austin Hill, maybe Austin Dillon. Uh, some RCR guys are going to like run legends cars yeah, around the street in downtown Kannapolis. They've got a course and it's free. There's like food vendors and everything. So I think we're headed out there tonight, but today I'm going to be awesome and, uh, just enjoying my downtime. Just maybe a little, a little eye racing. Sounds like, 
I mean, um, that's that's where I'm headed pretty probably, soon. Probably on yeah. the docket, a little iRacing. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm headed that way shortly. That's what it I'm sounds finishing like. Up, finishing up a paint scheme for a customer. I've got one in line, and then I've got one I'm trying to make for myself right now. So between paint schemes, and then I'd actually like to get some racing in there sometime soon. So Sweet, uh, sweet. Dude, I was. Yeah. I know this is going off another tangent, but I was racing. We did. Um, I was at Charlotte with the uh, with the trucks. I was doing Charlotte with the trucks, and we. It was a sixty lap race, sixty or seventy lap race. It was pretty long, and we were ten to go. I was in third, and I was catching the guy in second, and a lap car in front of me lost it, went down to the apron. He went out of my view, and I'm going. And then he comes back into my view, just going right up the racetrack and just boom, boom, just takes me out. My truck goes flying and I'm like, raced almost 60 laps, 10 to go. I'm catching the second car. I wouldn't have won. I wouldn't have catch the guy, caught the guy in first place. But I was like, of course, of course this happens. So yep. that was a little disheartening. I had, to t- I had to take a little bit of an iRacing break after that. So I didn't throw my wheel out the window. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm working my way up to do a, a, an entire full Indy 500 race. Um, I've done I've done 25, 50, and 100 laps, uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna work up and uh, I'm I'm gonna do at some point this weekend I'm gonna do a full Indy 500 uh, race hopefully so we'll see we'll see how that goes but uh, yeah kind of rekindled my love for iRacing and I pray for my bank account. Yeah, a couple of years ago we used to have before AI came around we tried to have an event me and a couple of buddies where we would host the double so and it paid money to win we got. Oh, cool. Lead racers and, and guys to do a full 500 mile race at Indy. And then we'd have like an hour and a half downtime. And then we would load the server for 600 miles at Charlotte. Dude, that's awesome. And, and each, both races paid money to win. And then if you could win both or get a, like a top five in both, you got an extra bonus on top. Like it was fun. I mean, but, cool. Um, you know, drama. Anytime you bring money into a video game and drama and see. Oh, yeah. I just. Yeah shut it down after a year or two of doing it but now that there's an ai thing i think like I, it would be fun to get a small group together and load an ai field and just try to do it against yeah, that'd be not neat. real people for no money just for the love of it but, yeah just just dicking around yeah yeah uh, that'd be fun we'll, i'd be i'd we'll be talk down about for that. that in the future i'd i'd qualify very very far in the back um <laughs> because i i cannot figure out how to get speed at indy dude i i, I never qualify uh, very well. I run well during the race, but like qualifying, I, I can't. I can't figure it out. I cannot yeah, figure you out. Basically, qualifying. have to be perfect. I mean, yeah, it's, perfect. It's nuts. I mean, I, I can work my way up through the field during the race, but qualifying for some reason, I can't find speed. Can't. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But you got. You got any final thoughts for us, man? Let's get out of here. No, <laughs> we go I'm, for another tangent. I'm done. I'm ready to go. All right, let's do it. We will see you all uh, next week, same time, same place. Enjoy the racing this weekend. It's going to be awesome. For Matt Ridgway, I am Bryce Farling. Thanks for listening.